Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. And a good Saturday evening to you. Boy, I haven't said that in a long time. Good Saturday evening. It's 10.06. My name is Dan Laxer. I'm not in for Cheryl. Cheryl is, in fact, here. And I wouldn't say she's lost her voice, maybe misplaced it. I know. And it's uh, some people say it's sexy, but it's actually cracking a lot. So, Dan, thank you for coming and helping it's me out here. It's my pleasure. We're going to spread the love together tonight. You, you sound like Brenda Vaccaro. Really? Or, or you know, Eden Polanski used to have a voice like that as well on Montreal Radio. It's, well, I'll, I'll take that. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, tonight's a, a very special show. We're going to talk about, um, well, the topic is um, powerful, powerful women, strong women. Right, and their likability. And as a matter of fact, one of our guests... Mm-hmm actually put it on Facebook a couple weeks ago where she was talking about the fact that successful men are more likable than successful women, even sometimes by other women. So I wanted to kind of address that today on the show and really talk about that and especially also leading up to the fact that Monday night we have a very successful, very powerful woman coming here to Montreal. Absolutely. And you're talking, of course, of... uh Sorry, this turned off. You're talking, of course, of Hillary Clinton, who is coming to town to talk about her book, What Happened. And uh, we have two in-studio guests. One is Caroline Kodzi, who will be on stage with Hillary Clinton. Good, good. I almost said good afternoon. Good evening, Caroline. Welcome good evening. CJD. And beside you, Roxandra Calin, who's the director of Ritz-Carlton Residences. Good evening. Or uh, Residence Ritz-Carlton. The Ritz-Carlton Residences. Good okay. evening, and I'm very happy to be with you and with Caroline, obviously. Thank you. Caroline, you excited about uh, Monday night? I'm very excited, yes. So am I. I I'm not going to sleep much for the next few days, but um, I've done this interview before, three mm-hmm. weeks ago in Toronto. So I'm just as excited as I was, maybe even more, because now I know this woman, and I can't wait to see her again. Uh, but I have to tell you that three weeks ago, the night before was a pretty sleepless night because I was, I had prepared all my questions. I was so ready, as ready as it can be. And I kept thinking, what if this happens? What if that? Ha-? Well, you know, typical woman. But it, <laughs> <laughs> but it went perfectly well. Well, I wouldn't say typical woman, but typical anybody who's in that position. And I, you know, and I think that Cheryl and I can relate because Cheryl's living that right now. We wake up in the morning and we say, oh my God, I've got to talk on the radio. What if I lose my voice? Like mm. I did today. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I want to remind everybody also that we're live. So you can call us if you want. Right, Dan? Absolutely. You can call us and you can even text us. The phone numbers are 514 790 0800, Star Talk on Bell Mobility. And of course, uh, you can text to 514 800, as, uh, as always. Now, before we get into the nitty gritty, Cheryl, I know that you wanted to uh, talk a little bit uh, um, a new word that's caught your attention. Yeah, well, it's, you know, we always talk about the dating news. And in this case, I thought it was very fitting because we've had the term cougar out there before and uh, I always thought it was very negative there's a new replacement for it actually and it's much more popular I think and Caroline's already shaking her head they call women whip women of a certain age it's of a certain age and it's women who are hot intelligent and in their prime and the prime now is no longer 40 it's actually Closer to 60. Wonderful and, uh, news. <laughs> isn't that great news? And I thought in reference to 
the show uh, tonight and also Hillary Clinton coming to Montreal and you interviewing her and me getting to be there as well and meet yes. her. I'm so excited. Um, I thought it was it was very apropos because in the dating world right now and in the relationship world, a lot of women as they get older think that you know they're losing their stuff and the fact is nah <laughs> we're getting it it's like we're, we're getting into our prime here so that's really what it's about women who are hot intelligent and in their prime you take all those words separately and they make all kinds of sense but um you, you, one of the reasons you asked me here tonight is to get the man's perspective. Uh, cougar is a, is kind of a dangerous, ferocious beast, but a whip isn't much better. A whip can hurt. A whip can sting. A whip is power. A whip is, you know, BDSM. A whip is a slave driver. You know. Well, I, I think it was more an acronym, and and that they were going after Caroline. You want to make a comment on that? <laughs> yeah, I agree. And actually, we heard that. Uh, it, it, I think it came up at the time that. Uh, Emmanuel Macron was elected, and he has a huge difference twenty some years, years. Yes. with uh, with Brigitte, with his wife, and uh, she came under a lot of attack when uh, Macron was elected. Although they've been together twenty five plus years, and all of a sudden, everybody all they see is that age gap, and nobody ever questioned the age gap between Melinda Trump and obviously Donald Trump. That they actually have the yeah. exact same exact age same. difference in reverse, by the way. That's in right. reverse, exactly. yeah. But we talk about May-December romances, and you're right, it always go, it's always a one-way street. That's right. Yeah. Well, it was, um, I, I can't remember, I think it was B.B. Uh, Lynch who came up with the term, actually, because she likes mm -hmm. to, she's a writer and journalist, um, for those of you who don't know who she is, and she came up with the term because she thought women should be respected in a different way and uh, and looked at in a different way. And you know what? I think, Roxandra, how do you feel about this? I think it's also about feeling a different way. It all starts with how we feel within ourselves. Absolutely. And I think that I was, I, I didn't want to interrupt you, but uh, whip is also very, very fast. And <laughs> <That's> <laughs> true. time time is flying, you know, we are looking at our lives and every day is flying a week, a month. I, I used to say, actually, we can count the year with weekends mm -hmm. because we live mostly our personal life during the weekends. The week passes like, you know, flies. So uh, I believe that whip is, I, I prefer it from far to cougar because um, whip, it for me, it's power. It's speed and also elegance. A whip has something very elegant and very sexy. It's, uh, you know, that's, that's my image. That's how I see it. Cougar, like you said, is a really ferocious animal. Women, really? powerful, intelligent and elegant women, I think they can identify more with a very, very elegant leather, you know, whip. <laughs> exactly. And I can see the movement. And you know what? A whip woman, you cannot most, unfortunately, a lot of men take women for granted. A whip woman, you cannot take it for granted. Definitely. Oh, you better not. Because you better not. <laughs> she will whip you. Definitely. Um, I wanted to uh, um, ask you about something that we, we have, you know, of course, a set of notes that we need to know our guests by. And, Roxandra, one of the things that you said is you want to be known as a, quote, successful professional businesswoman, integrated immigrant, and a single mother for the past 20 years. Why are all of those things important? 
uh, and exactly in the order I put them. Yes. They are all important because uh, it's not easy to be a single mother for anybody. But also, I don't believe that single mothers should, uh, you know, become, uh, should, should be uh, put down or they should accept that absolutely and totally a single mother has to be unsuccessful. It's not true. And I'm a living proof of that. Uh, I didn't start with uh, inheritance or uh, I wasn't rich or whatever. I did everything by myself. Uh, our integrated immigrant, I think it's extremely important because I heard around me a lots of people saying I couldn't make it, I didn't, I, I couldn't, you know, open doors because I was an immigrant. So because of that, you know, I didn't have the opportunities. Look at me. I mean, I came here 26 years ago and I didn't know anybody ever. And this, and uh, the other thing I was saying, so a single mother and uh, successful also in, in my career, so... Well, we are all single mothers actually here today. So I want to get uh, mothers <laughs> and, well, and dad, but mothers. And I'd love to get Caroline's story coming up right after this. Absolutely. It's Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner and me, Dan Laxer, and our guests in studio, Roxandra Kalla and uh, Carolyn Kodzi. And at uh, 1015, why don't we check in with the CJAD 800 Traffic Center? You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. We are back. It's 1018. We don't do traffic at night, silly. Uh, Dan Laxer in studio with uh, with Cheryl Besner on Solo in the City. And um, before we go any further, Cheryl, I know you wanted to look ahead to a couple of things. Yeah, well, I just wanted to remind people that the database is open on my site. So they have to go to CherylBesner.com. A pop-up's going to come and then... Just it's kind of like doing what you do on online dating. It's a small profile, but this is your access into my database. I have a lot of clients right now that I'm looking for matches on, and this is how I do it. So please, if you're out there and you want to meet somebody, go onto that database, upload a picture. I'm going to give you a call to interview you if I think that you're right for one of my clients. And uh, don't forget, it's also connected to all the other matchmakers across North America, anybody who's on it, even in Europe. So this is a great place to introduce yourself to me. Excellent. Um, now, I know we have a number of topics we want to get to with our guests. I, uh, Alexandra, I want to follow up on some of the other things that are in your bio. Uh, and uh, mm -hmm. Caroline, I would love for you to voice in, uh, to jump in on this as well. You describe yourself as successful, loving, and caring. And I think that men would love to describe themselves as successful, but not necessarily loving and caring. What is that like as, as, a, as a strong, powerful woman in 2017 to, to use loving and caring in your description? I put it there on purpose mm -hmm. because, unfortunately, lots of men think that successful women are not loving and caring. They think that successful women come home, they have a you know, uh, army of uh, maid and they are giving orders and they are purchasing and they are flying and they are coming back. So not true. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of successful women go home, cook, uh, take care of the house, take care of the children and have maybe a pet and they love it and they love their husband if they have one. And if they don't like us, you know, they love their kids and friends and they want to be loved and it has nothing to do with the successful part in your profession where we have to be tough and sometimes we have to be like a man because that's 
the world in which we are living in. You know, you are, you are leading people and you have to be very, very tough and powerful. But then you go home and you are loving and caring and soft and nice. And, and, and I just want to say. comment on that before we go to Caroline. Um, a lot of women who are successful in business think that they have to be like that at all times. And the fact is, they also forget that they can carry their femininity into the workplace. And you know what? It's not a negative. It's a positive. Absolutely. Blending the two in both worlds is really where your strength comes from. Well, the biggest mistake I think um, for a woman is to behave like a man in the workplace. I mean, yes, you need to be strong and sometimes make difficult decisions. You need to be assertive. You need to be very uh, self-confident. But then there are so many adjectives that are very typically feminine that actually allow us to go a step beyond, like, for instance, empathy, mm-hmm. like having a very democratic leadership. I mean, I can, I can compare myself to other, you know, I was senior vice president of an organization up until early 2017. I just left uh, to, to focus on uh, women in governance because I just couldn't keep up with both uh, roles anymore. But I, I could see the difference in the way that I was running my team and in the way that some of my uh, male colleagues were, were running their teams. And, you know, I think we're more progressive on certain levels. And I think, you know, for, for the past, you know, in, over the past 25 years, the number of times that when I left an organization, employees would actually follow me to the next organization. I think that speaks volumes. I also have... Um, At Women in Governance, we have 63 volunteers on six different committees, and a lot of them have worked for me throughout the years. And the running gag is we used to work for her when she was paying us. We still work for her. She doesn't even pay us anymore, and we're still here. (laughs) (laughs) But the interesting part is, so when it comes to the work, but then also a lot of women take that and then they continue it on into their relationship. Mm -hmm. They forget to come home and be that nurturing. Or I see it, for instance, in clients who come to me and when they're looking for love and a relationship and that commitment and that loving feeling, they still come at it like a business meeting. And I know when when I sometimes, and again, it's not everybody, but sometimes when I ask the gentleman that they go out on the dates with because we do that. We always follow up and find out on both sides how the date went. A lot of the men will feel that it was a business interview mm. and that it was it was as if they were still wearing their president of the company hat, their CEO hat, rather than the woman sitting opposite the man. And same thing goes for men, by the way, right? I mean, Dan, have you ever experienced that on a date? Sadly, not recently. <laughs> <laughs> I'll but, take care of that, Dan. <laughs> but we're we're moving in that direction, aren't we? Where, you know, I mean, a man worries, you know, at what point during the date can I just move in and kiss her? At what point of the date can... Well, these days, you can't. You've got to talk about it first. You have to make sure it's okay. Really? I don't know. I, I don't if think I, you If a guy asks me before, like, is it okay? I'm going to think he's weird. Yeah, I'm I'm not so sure about that. So I think, maybe I think this you're is why you haven't from... had a date in a while. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering if, if uh, well, I mean, Cheryl, you and I were talking about, the, you know, millennials these days. And I'm wondering if 
if um, the, a position of a powerful woman in a powerful posi- in, in a powerful job today uh, vis-a-vis her personal life is different from women who are graduating university? Well, I mean, first of all, if you want to talk about the millennial thing that I was referring to, um, there's a lot of statistics out there. But I was reading a specific article from Vogue, and they were talking about how the millennial professional women, like yourselves, few years ago um years ago nah, <laughs> not so many but i, I but i want to co- correlate the two together the, um this article was talking about um they interviewed a, a lot of millennial professional women and they were saying that they're having a hard time finding dateable men now the reason is they want to find men who are on their level of financial or professional success or above but facts are, there's more women going to college now. If there's more women going to college statistically, there's going to be more graduates. They get the better jobs. So what clarifies the successful, dateable men? And what is dating down? And what are the choices that they're making? Um, in the article, they actually refer to the fact that they're going to have to make some choices about exactly that do they want to date and get into a relationship or do they want to be single so caroline when we talk about that how does that refer to your your dating life now do you see any similarities because as we get older the the dateable men i mean people are saying all the time there's more women than men, kind of like the millennials. We're what dropping like flies. No, but yeah, you're actually I where not. You are. No, they're <laughs> out there, but that's just it. It's that what is dateable and what are we willing to accept but also cherish in the relationship? Uh, a supportive male versus a successful competitive, aggressive business person. Well, see, you just used the word competitive, and I think that is key Mm -hmm. to these relationships. I think the minute that I have, I'm under the impression that I'm in competition, because I never view it this way, but that a man thinks he's in competition with me, I know it's not going to work out. Right. Because then, you know, they start calculating, they start, instead of being proud of you and happy for you, they actually, every time you have a new success or something's coming up, they're frustrated and that that's just impossible. But now I, I see it differently. Dating is one thing. Well, dating and towards a relationship. When exactly. they say dateable, well, they mean yeah. they, you have to start with the date. You because have to that, date that's two different things. Because you, yeah, but I mean, sometimes you want to go on a date because you want to have a nice evening and, and, you know. But if you're really looking into relationship, then other ingredients will come into it. And when you were talking financially, then it gets complicated. Because sometimes you're, you know, you're interested in, you know, a fun, loving, sweet guy. But the type of trips that you take or, the, you know he can't afford. So what do you want to make of this? Well, I guess that's going to how also you're you're doing your relationship. Are you splitting everything 50-50? I always thought that, and, and I really feel that if I was in a position to do certain things and my partner wasn't and I still wanted to go at a certain level of travel or dinners, and I was like this when I was 18. I, I had my own company at 18, the, the men or boys that I was dating back then, they were in college. I had no problem paying for the dinners when we went out because it's what I wanted to do. 
And I did it in such a way that also didn't, you know, take them down and make them mm -hmm. feel small either. But the competitive word was actually the word they used in the article um, okay. about the millennials. What do you think, Roxana? Uh, uh, it's, it's very important exactly what you said, what type of relationship you are looking for. Because if you are looking just for having, you know, a day out and fun and go to a movie or go on a vacation, what they call, um, uh, what's that expression about uh, relationship, you know, like friends with benefits. Friends no? with benefits or that. <laughs> So if you if you look for a friend with benefits, that's one thing. You know, if you look for a real relationship, it's totally different. So, friends with benefits, I think you can pay for it because you want him just to be with you. You have fun, and then when you don't want him there anymore, thank you very much, bye. <laughs> but if you really look for someone that you want to build up eventually, at least try to build up a relationship, I think that definitely. For a man, the ego in general of a man, it's very sensitive. And the fact that you support him and you pay for him, and it makes him feel bad. And eventually it will diminish the relationship, definitely. Dan, would it, so would it make I, you feel bad? That's Dan? how I perceive it. You I, know? I think that, that's the way that I think as well. I, I see a woman and I say, well, she'd be fun to go have, have dinner with or maybe go see a show with or whatever. But then one day she's going to say, hey, you know, let's fly off to Mexico uh, I've got reservations at a five-star resort, and I might say, ooh, uh, okay, who's paying? And maybe say, oh, you know, I can't go. I'm I'm sick. I can't go to Mexico. <laughs> so who do you think should pay? Why don't you give us a shout? 790-0800 or star 8255. We want to know. Would you feel emas emasculated if a woman paid? I don't know. Do you feel like Dan? And do you feel like me? Are you okay with <laughs> treating the other person? Give us a, a shout here at Solo in the City on CJAD 800. Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Back at 1034, Dan Laxer in studio with Cheryl Besner on Solo in the City. And uh, Ramona McDaddy is here. And of course, uh, Roxanne Calla. And uh, did I call you Roxanne earlier? I did. I didn't think I? so. Yeah, Ruxandra. but it's it's a normal thing. It's always happening. Okay. Me, so it's Roxandra. It's uh, Roxandra. Yeah. And uh, Caroline Kodzi is in studio. And uh, Caroline, you'll be leaving us shortly. I know you have to get up early tomorrow. But uh, two, a couple. Of, we want to talk a little bit more about uh, Monday night. You're going to be on stage interviewing Hillary Clinton, uh, founder and president of Women in Governance. I'm very curious to learn a little more about that. Sure. Um, so Women in Governance is a non-for-profit organization. Uh, our goal is to encourage women to develop their leadership, to advance their careers, and ultimately access board seats. And uh, the statistics are alarming in Canada. People don't realize there's only 5% of women CEOs. There's only 15.9% women sitting on corporate boards. So this is why, you know, when I've been I've done research. I've been working on this for, for a decade. Uh, founded uh, Women in Governance in 2007. Um, sorry, 2010, or 2017, <laughs> it's been seven years. And, I was uh, going to correct you. <laughs> yes, yes. But my voice actually cracked the minute I was about to say it. <laughs> there you go. I'm sick, everybody, for, in, in case you're just tuning in. I've got no voice, which is why Dan's helping out. And I'm sitting as far as I can from Cheryl Lesnar, <laughs> who doesn't want to be responsible for me not having voice on Monday night. Oh, well, actually, I'll go up and interview her. We can, <laughs> we can replace you. I, I actually want to um, talk about it because we've been talking about powerful women and um, in the workplace and also in our love lives and how it all 
overlaps. And you said something earlier about, you know, when it comes to dating somebody who, you know, might not support you and, and could pull you down. And for me, it's always interesting because I think that in a relationship, whether somebody is, you know, a professional or as we're talking about, if you're on the same financial level or professional level how you how you balance that out and how you you encourage each other to be bigger and and stronger in whatever that means to you Hillary Clinton who as we say you're going to be interviewing Monday night she actually was interviewed on CNN and I loved one of the things she said they talked about the boyfriend she had before Bill who she was with for three years and the comment was, he's a plumber now. How would you feel if you were still together? And she goes, he'd be president. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because behind every man is There's a, good a powerful woman. woman Whether yeah. she's powerful in the business world no, or not. No, powerful as a personality. Yeah, exactly. That's what's important, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. so how do you feel about that within your relationship world, uh, Caroline? Well, I, I, I do agree, but it goes both ways, right? Mm -hmm. It's, you know, every behind every woman, behind every man. I think it goes both ways. And I've had uh, men in my life who were not that, you know, either educated or rich or successful, but were so supportive that, first of all, they were grounding me. And second of all, they were allowing me to do what I have to do. And, um, you know, lately I've been busier than I ever have in, in my entire life. For the, this 2017 has been insane. I've been giving conferences everywhere in Peru, in Morocco, uh, in Paris, uh, Mexico. It's, it's, it's constant. And um, I've you need, actually you need deliberately... A, you need a pilot in your life. You <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have actually to carry my bags. You know what I just realized? That would be good. You are my first person that I made a match for. I mean, I know you're not together anymore. Well, we're now, not, but that's the person I was referring to. That was a uh, wonderful two years. Right. Wonderful. We're still very You're my close. first match. <laughs> we were <laughs> very, very close, very good friends. Uh, love each other to death, but, you know, it's just uh, my, my schedule. Does Right now, I'm only focusing on, you know, how do I finish this interview at 11 and be at Radio-Canada at uh, 6.30 tomorrow morning and still manage to look good. And have something interesting to say in the microphone. So it's, you know, it makes it difficult for actually being in a relationship. So, so I need you, my headspace. Do you think that it's difficult to be in a relationship? Or are like a lot of people say, men and women, I don't have time for that right now. And I always say, if you yeah. really want one, you can have one. You just have to find the right person right. that will allow you, as you said, to be you. And do the things you need to do. Well, exactly. But before you can get to that level of comfort with the person where you can just be yourself and, and it's easy and it's going well, there's always an adjustment period. Right. You know, there's always, why didn't he call or um, is, why is he calling so much, you know? <laughs> I, I tend to get that. Why is he texting me so much? And, and that drives me crazy. And, you know, in periods where I really need my entire headspace, I need the rest of my life, apart from my professional life, to be very easy. And I really make a choice to be alone. So even interesting guys who say, hey, we should go on a date. Say, you know what? Let's talk about it in three months. Because right now I've got really important stuff coming. And it might work or not work with that person. But I don't even want to, you know, investigate. I'm just 
not there right so now. So it does come down to a question of, of lifestyle. If you're, if you're going to have somebody in your so. life, it has to be someone who matches that lifestyle. Can I say yeah, something? Yeah, of course. I, I agree with what you're saying in the sense that I understand what you're saying. So definitely when you're so busy and you travel and you want to succeed and you, you also have a goal, you fix yourself a goal, you want to accomplish something. So you don't want anything to intervene. But me, being of half Greek origin, because I'm half Romanian, half Greek, my grandmother was Greek, I believe in destiny a lot. I don't know if you do, but I believe that there's somebody, and I know it's cliche, it's somebody there for you eventually, but I think that, that if that person comes up, you adjust your schedule and you adjust your goal and you make it happen because you feel that that's your match and and you feel that this is it and I cannot lose that opportunity because I don't know when it's going to happen next time. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. my my feeling and that's how I, yeah, I think believe. Well, it's a, it's about when you're open. Also, that person will come exactly. in exactly, and, and it yeah. might take time, as Caroline is saying. Oh well, yes, it, it, it will take time, especially if you're running in and out of town. To adjust, of course. Um, but, but, you know, for you to adjust and get to know each yes. other slowly. But if it's meant to be, it you will, will find the way. Exactly. And you will make sure that when you are in town, you find that time. First thing and guess what? Be. When you start to really connect, <laughs> you won't mind if he's texting you. You're going to smile and go, oh, yeah, okay, great. <laughs> right. He just remembered me. You know? Yeah, love tends to rock the boat. And it was saying earlier, it's about lifestyle. And you have a very busy lifestyle. But someone's going to come along and you're going to say, gee, maybe I don't want to jet off to Toronto at a moment's notice. You know, I already interviewed Hillary. I don't need to do it a third time. I'm going on a date. Yes. But it's going to take, as you say, Rosetta, that special person. You're Bashir. Definitely. Yes, absolutely. Even if I'm not Jewish, I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree. It's, it's I totally agree. Word. <laughs> exactly. I totally agree with it. What do you think? <laughs> Why don't you give us a call? 790-0800 or star 8255 here on CJD. 800. So in this crazy, busy lifestyle, as Don was saying, it is about lifestyle, but it's also about your goals. So it's your values, and it's part of the matchmaking process. And in coaching, we always try and establish your values, your lifestyles, and your goals. So ultimately, it's about thinking, where do you want to end up? And even with clients this week who were trying to figure out and I was trying to help them figure out, should they hire me as a matchmaker? Two of them I actually sent off to matchmakers in other cities because even though they're here now, in a few years, they want to live somewhere else. They want to follow their children and their grandchildren or be in a warm climate. So that's where to start. You go to where you want to be and work it backwards. Same as business. You know, it's kind of like your love plan is your business plan here. So... Where do you want to end up, Caroline? <laughs> well, I haven't made a love plan. I have a very, very ambitious professional plan. <laughs> right. uh, we're going national. I want to go even global, but we're going national uh, as of the spring. Congratulations. Um, so great. thank you. Congratulations. Yeah, so that, that's Beautiful. great. Um, you know what? It would be interesting to have, you know, to have a boyfriend um, in each major city <laughs> that would make it very simple <laughs> but you know i had a great wonderful relationship with someone in paris who ended up asking me to marry him and that just killed it so do you not want to have one committed relationship 
You know what I think? You know, my daughter has moved out. She's doing the bar. She's going to be a lawyer in two months. My son still lives with me. So I do have that connection of someone who's at home. I am convinced that the day that he leaves, which might be, and if, you, if you're listening, Cedric, no, don't go. <laughs> uh, and and if, um, if my kids are listening, my son, don't go either. I want you home for a long time. Um, you know, I'm guessing another year or two or maybe three, but he's going to be gone. I think then... That might trigger something where I'm thinking, huh, I've never come home to an empty house. I'm not sure I'm going to like it. So maybe that's when I would be making an effort to say, you know what? I do want someone in my life. You could always get not a dog. I was, I was going to say a, a small one so she can take it on the plane. A with her wherever you go. Anyway, uh, quick question. Monday night. Uh, I know the VIPs are sold out, but are there still tickets available? There's still people tickets available at deepoceansky.com. Absolutely. Can There's you say a few that again? Spots. Deepoceansky.com. There's a few spots left, and I can guarantee you an amazing evening. We spend about 50 minutes together on stage. She starts with a 10-minute um, micro-conference, and then uh, we go into the interview, and we get into some really deep questions with a lot of laughter, too. Well, that's great. I want to thank you, Caroline, for joining us uh, today. And uh, people, come and meet her uh, on Monday night and uh, follow her on uh, her journey right into her national journey. <laughs> there <laughs> you go. You. Caroline Codzi, president and founder of Women in Governance, will be on stage with Hillary Clinton Monday night. Thank you so much. Roxandra is going to stay you. with us now. Absolutely. Nice to see you again. Good to see you too. <laughs> More in just a couple of moments. You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Welcome back. 10.49 CJD time in studio, uh, Solo in the City. Uh, Dan Laxer along with uh, Cheryl Besner. I am and here. You are here. I You've misplaced here. your voice. We'll find it. We'll don't find worry. It. We're spreading the love here. But yeah. I don't want to spread the germs. Right? Understood. So you sit over there. <laughs> I'm I'll sit over here. on my here. side of the studio. And uh, before we go any further, uh, there's a special event coming up that uh, you need to, if you have it, and you tell us about. Yeah, well, it's the Rise Up to Love. It's a co-created thing that I do with Bhaskar Goswami and uh, through Dana. And we meet normally on the first of every month. We're actually going to change it up in November. We're going to the 12th because uh, neither of us were actually available on Sunday. But Dan, this was a great um, event that we did in October. Mm -hmm. We put it out there. 25 people showed up to come, and I call it a networking event. Oh, we, I love it. Yeah, we get different professionals every month. Last week, uh, last month, we had um, an exercise guru, Phyllis Frost, who joined us. We had politicians. Beryl Wiseman joined us. I mean, it was it was just a wonderful time. And what happens is at these events is there's lawyers, there's accountants, there's physical fitness people, and they come out, and you can walk with us and ask questions. So it's a couple hours together of free advice from people from all different walks of life. And whether you can afford a lawyer or can't afford a lawyer, one's there possibly to answer your questions. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, actually, next month, actually, Josh Miller from CJAD is going yes, to be coming. And, from uh, FL Fuller Landau. That's right, and he'll be giving us some business advice, so or to anybody who wants to ask questions. And, of course, I'm always there to answer your questions, too, about relationships and dating. And you can also call me, 844-744-SOLO. That is my hotline that's open 24-7, and I always get back to you within 24 hours. All right. 
Don, take yes. it away. Uh, before we, uh, I know you're, you're, it's slowly fading away, but the what and sorry, the when and the what time? Oh, so this time it's going to be November twelfth, and it's from ten to twelve. We leave at ten a.m. exactly. So meet in the parking lot at Smith House at Mount Royal, mm-hmm. and then we go for a walk all along the summit and, and around the cross. Last month, a couple of people showed up a little late and uh, they couldn't find us. So please get be there. Be on time. Be there on time because we start walking at 10 a.m. Excellent. Okay, uh, Solo in the City in studio with us is uh, Roxandra Calad, Director of Ritz-Carlton Residences. And one of the things we wanted to talk about, um, given both your lifestyle and what you do, is uh, the luxury lifestyle. Um, what what does that mean? How would you describe that? The luxury today is very different than what it was before. Mm-hmm. Because before it was just having things. It was possessing things, you know. Having certain items, having certain quality because it was very difficult to have it. You, you know, it was uh, inaccessible. You had, uh, you know, exclusivities. People couldn't buy it. It was objects, mainly like possessing things. Today... It's much more easy to have things. Uh, things became like, let's say, the cell phone, you know. Ten years ago, 15 years ago, it was a luxurious thing to have a cell phone. This big, big, remember the big, big I things that you're using? Oh, antenna. my God. Yeah. It was like, wow, today any kid of, uh, you know, 15 years old, uh, the parent will buy him a cell. So today what I noticed in the environment where I am and I provide that actually is that quality of life and service, exceptional service and exceptional, um, you know, be, being able to have, to to, um, to function in a certain way, being able to have at your disposal things that nobody else can have in a, in a timing that you only can have because this is the most important things for you. So, Somebody who is going to have a business and if he's losing an hour, it will cost him thousands of dollars, cannot afford to lose that hour. So he will need somebody else to do a certain service or to do something that he needs to do in that time, whereas he cannot leave his business. So he's taking care of his things, but other people can be around him and provide whatever he needs. The quality of life, the environment, the security, the health environment, uh, you know, the uh, um, uh, all this lead when you are in a building, you know, environmental, um, friendly, all these are part of the luxurious, like living in a building where you have, uh, you know... Uh, like the Ritz-Carlton. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> living in a building where you have all these conditions and comparing to another building where you have all kinds of things that are not there for you. So the choice that they are making, it's not based on, you know, how much marble and how much, uh, you know, uh, what kind of a kitchen or whatever practical, physical things you can do it anywhere, whenever you want, as long as you have the money. But you- that's not all. I think, I think that's key, and, and uh, I think people who think of those things as uh, the things we refer, refer to as luxurious, they don't necessarily have access to, but it is indeed a lifestyle. Exactly. And can it's you describe... all about the lifestyle. Yeah, and, and when you're opening yourself up to someone else, uh, would they, they would have to fit in with that. Absolutely, lifestyle. but you yeah. know, uh, the, the people who are enjoying that lifestyle... They know what they want. Yes. And that's why they are enjoying it. I had it happen. No, I, I wanted to ask you, 
does it happen for you? So for instance, you you work within this lifestyle, you live your, your days within this lifestyle. Have you ever met anybody through your work? And is it important for you for the person that you're going to possibly date or and then have a relationship with? Because you said before, you know that it's going to happen for you. Do they have I to hope. live that lifestyle? <laughs> Do they have to I live hope. that lifestyle? Um, I don't want, I want to be very honest. Uh, that's who I am in general. It's one of my, I, th- I think it's one of my important, most important qualities. So yes, of course, I would like to have somebody who lives that lifestyle, but that's not a condition. Actually, people are asking me very often, how can you go back to your home after living in this environment for 12, 14 hours a day? So you live in this most beautiful place with the perfect service and the rich, everything is rich around you. And how can you go back to your home? Very easily. I adore my home. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's my home. It's my environment. I'm, I'm surrounded by the objects that I like, the atmosphere I love. So I don't need to be at the Ritz-Carlton and in the palace, being Versailles or a, a, a new palace to be happy. I have a beautiful quality of life. I have beautiful object in my house and my atmosphere where I live is amazing. So I'm going home uh, very happy because the work I'm doing is happening in such a beautiful environment. And you know, it's it looks all beautiful, but it's also difficult because people who live that lifestyle, they are also very exigent and they are demanding a lot. They are, they are very knowledgeable. They know exactly what they want. And as long as they, you know, feel that you put your soul and you are genuine and you really take care of them. And when they have a problem, you really help. Not because you are paid for, not because it's only your job, because you really care about them. And that's the most important thing for them to feel that us, me, my team, everybody, we are there for them because we really, really care about them. And that basically sums up the way we're supposed to be in a relationship. We're supposed to let the people that are in our lives know that we're going to care for them and tend to their needs because they're going to tend to our needs. It doesn't mean they're needy and it doesn't mean they're demanding. It means you want to give that to somebody. You are happy to make them happy. Right. Because that makes makes you you happy. It makes you happy to to see them happy. Exactly. There's that, that saying, the best thing about seeing somebody smile is knowing that you help put the smile on their face. Absolutely. Nicely speaking, said. Speaking Absolutely. of lifestyle, I do want to just say that this week, my highlight and my lifestyle, um, I love my home and, <laughs> and it's my sanctuary. But for anybody who is looking for uh, a fall, fresh, fun look and to be pampered, I've been going to Annie on Cosmetics in Westmount Square. And I have to say... Talk about lifestyle, talk about luxury, talk about pampering. Everybody there is so amazing and warm and the staff is so polite and fun and it's gorgeous. I mean, it's this new place that just opened up in Westmount in Vic Park. And um, I want to thank everybody because I really wasn't feeling well and they really brought me tea and uh, I walked out of there feeling a mm-hmm. little bit better. Before I lost my voice. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, maybe you to, left it there. <laughs> maybe. So Charlene or Annie, uh, if you find my voice, send it back send to me, it to you. <laughs> yeah. So if I may just say something, because, uh, you know, uh, I'm. you're talking about the environment in which I'm living. I just want to add the fact that it is a unique place. 
for us in Montreal. There's nothing comparable. And I know people think it's just, oh, another name, you know, the Ritz. No, it is a unique place. There's there's an atmosphere and the quality of life that you don't get anywhere else. And you can also go great date place to the restaurant, to the champagne bar, to Maison Boulud, and the, the champagne, champagne bar, and the palm court. We have the high tea. And uh, <laughs> so great place down. We're going to have to go there for a date. Thank you. I'll take you up on that. <laughs> no. Thanks for having me. You got it. I hope I helped, Cheryl. Thanks for having me in you this did, evening. You did, you did. And thank you so much, Roxandra Callan, for coming and joining us I and thank sharing you. your story. Uh, again, anybody who wants, Monday night, Hillary Clinton, Caroline Kutzi, she will be interviewing her. And uh, watch out for my picture with Hillary. I get to meet her. She's a Wonder Woman in my books. And uh, Ramona, thank you so much for our Facebook Live that's still going on. And Benson, uh, always this group is helping spread the love. Remember, sign up on my database. And this week, as always, love your life. And I guarantee your life, life is going to happen. Dan, thank you for stepping in for Anytime. me tonight. And for everybody else, this week, as always, remember, keep it simply social, because we all know, Dan, it's all about the kiss. Good night, everybody.